Welcome to The Power of Italy, hosted by Luisa Potenza. And today I have a special guest. I have Ms. Angela, Angela Narieri, and she is a success story. And she really points up the power of Italy. But I'm going to, we're going to talk about that in just a little while. In the meantime, I hope everyone is well out there. Continue to be safe and well. I hope so. And I hope you're telling your friends about the power of Italy. Remember, we focus on all things Italian. And now let me introduce you to Angela Nalieri. Good afternoon, Angela. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Hello, oh. everyone. All right. Thank you for being with us. Angela, I've chosen you because... I think you're an example of someone who immigrated to the United States, came from a very tiny village in Italy, actually Basilicata, and you are self-made woman. You are a success story, and I really want to stress that today. So, Angela, let's talk about how you came to the United States, what motivated the family to come here, was it to reunite with family? Just what was it? Tell us about that. Okay. Uh, my entire family, much the entire family, uh, migrated. Initially, my grandfather and my grandmother migrated to America. Right. Uh, at that point, uh, a few children uh, were in the, were remained. And a few children were born in America. So those people, those uh, children that were born in America, stayed in America a little while, and then they wanted to return to Italy. Uh -huh. Okay. So we have a, we had a split family. Some people in America, some people in Italy. Yes. My, my aunt Immaculate and my father were the two that were in Italy, and the rest of the brothers and sisters were in America. So. Um, some of the American relatives would visit Italy, okay? And uh, we became... <clears throat> Angela, we're, I'm sorry. Angela, excuse me. We're fake. I'm so sorry. My uncle uh, made the paperwork necessary to, for my father to immigrate to America. Yes. Okay, and we waited a number of years we could do it we, before we could do it legally, Okay. Finally, in 1966, we were called to move to America. I was 18, almost 19 at that time in 1966. Right. Um, we left Chigliano, uh December 13, 1966. Okay, that's the date you came. And was that's it the same? Uh, what you had to be sponsored, is that correct? Correct. Uh-huh. So family here sponsored your family, and you came exactly. over. Okay. Yes. And and how did my mother and father? Yes. And four sisters. We are four sisters. I'm the oldest. Four sisters. So, wow. Yes. Okay. Four sisters. Uh huh. So we came from Chigliano, which is uh, an ancient town, and uh, in the province of Matera, in the southern Italian region of Basilicata. Right. It's also called Lucania. Right. Okay, this town is small, one, one of the smallest towns probably in the region. Uh, 
uh, I would say at that time, uh, the total population was roughly 300 to 350. Is that all? Really? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. There are other small towns in the areas also, in the area called Graco, Acetura, Ferrandina, Stigliano, and others. But um, our, our town was a small town and primarily built in stone, okay? Yes. The streets are, are in stone, the towers in stone, the castles in stone, all the homes are in stone, and it's surrounded by all um, hills. It's a very characteristic, love, wonderful town that I still love very much and miss at times, you know? Do you really? I want uh, Yes. Um, the people of Chiliano are very, very generous, respectful, and hospitable people. Yes. Um, and the, the people, you know, respect traditions. You know, they're very strong traditions, basically, in state, family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the foundation of, of uh, the people of Chiliano. Yeah. Strong foundation. Yes. Can you tell me... Uh, uh, what was your life like in Chiliano, you know, as you were growing up? I imagine that there weren't many things to do, but I'm sure that uh, children found a way of enjoying themselves, right? Tell us about that. Well, being that I was the oldest, uh, I had many responsibilities. You know, I was in charge of uh, supervising my younger sister. Oh, really? And I had a love for uh, keeping the house clean and um, I was very interested in learning to cook and everything. So I really, in addition, of course, to going to school, I was involved in um, mm-hmm. home-related activities. Yes. But I had many friends, you know, around where I lived. Yeah. Friends, and we would get together and play games and, you know. So it was a simple way of entertainment. Right. Entertaining myself with, with my sisters and friends. Uh-huh. Not too much to do. We would do simple things. Right. Unlike uh, what's today. Unlike today. You no, know, we would go to church. We would, uh, like, follow the professions, you know. In, like I said, um, one of the founda- foundation of, uh, um, the, you know, it's the faith, faith in, the, in religion. So uh-huh. We would uh, right. observe all the, tra- the traditional holidays, like St. Joseph's and Antonio, blah, 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 and they would, we would... Um, is, the pa- is the patron saint, excuse me, is the patron saint of Chiliano um, San Rocco? St. Rocco? Yes. yes, and there was probably an annual feast, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I imagine oh, that, yeah. was, that was a lot of fun for everyone. You know, I did a, a, a little bit of research on Chiriliano, and I found that um, Cerelius, he was a Roman centurion, and he retired, okay, and he settled actually in the hills surrounding uh, Chiriliano. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because it seems so so far away from everything, and actually it is. Um but okay, go on with that. Tell us more about your life there in Chiriliano. Oh, yeah. So I went to school in, uh, you know, I attended um, 
high school in Chiliano, and then I um, then I went to Taranto, which is a bigger, you know, much bigger town. Uh, my uncle lived in Taranto, so my mother and father felt confident in sending me there, living with them while I went to school. Mm-hmm. And we should uh, say that Taranto is in uh, Apulia, correct? In Apulia, yes. Yeah, okay. I went to school and sort of like... Um, I experienced a different lifestyle there, you know, more oh. people, uh-huh. um, just a, a life of a school, basically. Yeah. Uh, we would be in school from uh, 9 o'clock to 4.30. <laughs> oh, then my. go home and continue studying, uh-huh. so I didn't do anything exciting. You're right. Uh, I was in the fourth year of college. And then we were called to come to the United States. So I left Taranto, and we, you know, we emigrated to America. How did you actually so, feel? How did you actually feel about coming to the United States and leaving all that behind? How did you feel? It was a split feeling, you know. One, one was um, feeling sad about leaving all my friends and my lifestyle. Uh, and then the other was an exciting, uh, an excitement for the possibilities for the future, you know? Right, right. So I was intrigued, and, you know, if you wanted to measure the feeling of staying versus the feeling of leaving, I would say that I wanted to leave more than I wanted to stay. Oh, interesting. Know, I wanted to experience uh, the American lifestyle. Okay. Um, I was somewhat familiar with the. Uh, not familiar, but I was somewhat, uh, I had an idea of, of how life would be because my cousin Angela would visit Chiriliano very often uh, with her friends, you know, a couple of friends she brought. And we knew, you know, we, we were intrigued by, by the language. Uh-huh. We were intrigued by the way American people dressed, everything. Exciting yes. To uh-huh. learn more about it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I was anxious to get here and to explore. But I was, I became 19 years old then in the boat, actually, <laughs> before we landed. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And what uh, what ship did you uh, did you come in on? What ship was Michelangelo. it? The Michelangelo. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So at that time, I didn't know one word of English. You know, right. I learned good morning and good afternoon and goodbye and hello on the boat. <laughs> uh-huh. so, uh, so when we landed, um, our my uncle, uh, my uncle Patsy, I believe it was, came to pick us up. And then we went to my aunt's house, Andy Magellan, that lived in Flushing, in Queens College. So we experienced, a, a, you know, that. A very nice time, you know, reuniting with the family, yes. having dinners together, you know. Yes. Within 30 days, I already had a job. I was recommended to work uh, at uh, McCall's Publishing Company. Oh, did you really? McCall's, yeah. uh-huh. So, I didn't know English, so I took a, you know, a, basically a, a, a job as an assistant. But And you did not speak English at the time? In the oh. circulation department of the magazine, you know. So, it was a wonderful place to learn skills. 
Yes. To learn the skill of, uh, you know, patience. You know, learn the skill of repeated motions. You know. Right. Um, so I, you know, I was calculating all the subscriptions um, for the magazine. It was adding up like the three month subscription, six months. Yes. One year, blah blah blah, and then at the end of the at the end of the day, I would have to reconcile. But after two years of that, I wanted, I, like I said, I had a spirit, an ambitious spirit. Yes. So I wanted to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I went to Smelling and Smelling. It was an agency, a recruiting agency, and they sent me to several interviews. And then I selected to, you know, I focused on one in particular, which was the Northwest, Northwestern Trust Company of New York. Wow. It was a, a New York office. Uh-huh. Um, the, the principal office was in Minneapolis. So that was a back, a back office operation for securities transactions, stocks and bonds. The process of um, uh, taking in all the securities that were traded by investors all over the country uh-huh. through First National Bank of Chicago. Right. So I learned all the, you know, there were three major processes, major units. One was the purchase department, the transfer department, and one was the sales department. But were you speaking English at the time? Yes. I, hmm. I was able to speak pretty well within six months. Well, very. That's impressive. So, uh, uh-huh. At the Bank of Rome, um, at the Bank of Rome, at the uh, McCall's Publishing Company, right. I practiced a lot. I was in a group of older people and they were very patient with me. Oh, good. But they helped me to learn English. Uh-huh. So when I went to Norwest, I was speaking fluent, pretty much fluently, you know? Very I impressive. I have a little bit of an accent now and sometimes uh, I have, uh, you know, I don't pronounce all the words, certain words. Oh, I'm sure not. I should be pronounced in English, but, <laughs> you know. Well, you are Italian uh, after all. I pretty much survived. <laughs> Learning English pretty quickly. Uh huh. But and then, how how many years did you work for McCall's? Uh, Fifteen or sixteen years, something. Did like you? But one. Actually, of... I'm forgetting one step. Prior to McCall's publishing, the first uh, after um, the first uh, was the Bank of Rome. I went to work for the Bank of Rome first, and mm-hmm. I worked there for two years. Uh-huh. First. McCall's, then the Bank of Rome, and then Norwest. Uh-huh. At the Bank of Rome, I was there two years. It was an Italian environment. At that point, I was already accustomed to the American environment. And now you were thrust back to I Italy. I didn't like the Italian environment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I went to uh, Norwest. And um, I learned all the aspects of the operation. And then when the vice president left the company, he chose me to go with him to establish uh, the Bank of California, New York Trust Company in New York. Right. So we established uh, the same, you know, a, a brand new company in New York. And really, I was involved in all aspects of founding the company, setting up the processes, setting up all the functions and getting approval from the New York State Department of State. And what led you, I understand that you uh, you did for a while work at Wall Street, did you not? Yes, that was Wall Street. 
Oh, that was Wall Street. All right. All right. Different addresses. We moved, uh, you know, from uh, Fort Wall. Then we were 120 Broadway. But, yes, it was always uh, the Wall Street area. Uh And I believe you had a supervisory position, did you not? Yes, actually, I was a vice president. The last job, I was a vice president and head of First National Bank of Chicago. That is very Uh, impressive, I must say. Oh, this young woman from this tiny town in Chiliano to achieve that much success is definitely very impressive, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, the, the New York office closed, Bank of California. Um, they, closed, they decided to close the office yeah. because they, they acquired um, the safekeeping business from another bank. Yes. Some of the clients didn't like the fees. They didn't like. They did not like not the New York office, but the had a state office. So they um, went with other institutions. So they closed the office, and at that point, I was in my mid forties, and I said, ah, I don't want to be with an institution where someday I might be told that they're going to close the office. Uh-huh. So I decided to go into real estate. Ah. Oh, okay. uh, so. I worked under a broker for 12 years to learn the business well, and then I established Urgo Realty, Inc. in 2002. Did you say Urgo Real Estate? Urgo Realty, Inc. Okay, Urgo Realty, Inc. And where is that located? Well, right now we're located in Whitestone. Um, I moved. We were... um, on Bell Boulevard for, for about 13 years. Uh-huh. Now I moved the office to a Whitestone office. Yeah. Um, yeah. With good realty. I founded the company in 2002. Yeah. In 2004, I expanded it to open Urgo Financial Services, which is a mortgage institution. Uh-huh. But I only operated, founded, and operated at the um, side of the business for about four or five years, because then we had the financial meltdown, uh-huh. and uh, I had to close that because it was too much. Right. It, it basically, that that you know, it was very difficult to issue mortgages at that time. It was a right. Financial meltdown, uh, the housing cra- crash, as you may know. Yes. And uh, it wasn't worth keeping it open. Mm-hmm. Well, and you. I'm still and are you enjoying that portion of your life? Are you enjoying yes, real estate? I mean, challenging. Uh huh. You find it okay? I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in it. Yes. I continue to do business, not at the same larger scale like before, but yet I'm still operating the work of realty business. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would say you have a very inquisitive nature because considering the things that you have done since you immigrated to the United States are really astounding to me. I mean, you have gone into very, very difficult arenas, I must say, and you've conquered them all. And what do I, you know what I call that? The power of Italy. (laughs) Yes. yes. Italian people are very strong-minded, very dedicated to... Achievement, yes, to persevering to reaching new goals. 
Yes. And uh, I come from a strong family. Uh, you know, the Urgo family was always, um, I wouldn't say invincible, but I would say that they they never gave up. Uh-huh. They struggled through everything and made it, you know? And they triumphed oh. all, over any obstacle. They triumphed, right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes, like so many, yes. yes. That is the, it's in the nature of the Italian people. We know that. Yes, especially yeah. the people that come from Cirigliano. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you for touting your little village. Like I said, yeah. they, uh, they distinguish themselves from the strong you know, com- convictions uh, of um, you know, generosity, respect, hospitality, you know, tradition. Yeah. And... Uh, and I would say... Um, strong and humble at the same time, so yeah. those are qualities that uh, engender right. trust and, uh, you know. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm going to ask you this, although I think I know the answer. Do you strive to keep the tradition going here in the United States? To keep what? To keep the tradition going. You know, the traditions oh, that we have. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I, so yes, yes. I do keep those traditions. You know? mm-hmm. I seek the truth in everything. Right. Now, do you you have children, Angela? I'm sorry. You have children. I have one daughter. Yes, and she probably is a success as well. I would it's venture to say. Yes. Uh huh. Also, a business person working uh, for many, many years. Yeah. Okay. And how do you, and you know, do you follow, let us say, um, well, especially now with the, you know, the coming Easter, okay, you get together with your sisters. What are you planning for the holidays? Is it going to be an old fashioned Italian meal? Tell us about that. You know, we are four sisters and we try to share the holidays. Mm-hmm. I, did, I do Thanksgiving and Christmas and it becomes like a four day holiday. For Thanksgiving, I do the Thanksgiving day and the following day uh-huh. for the leftovers. Yes. And for Christmas, the same thing, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So far, no one has, um, you know, volunteered to do Easter this year. Yeah. So I don't know. We, I don't know what's going to be. We haven't decided yet, but, oh, but it... yes, we, we get together at my house yeah. or one of my sisters to celebrate the holidays. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's Italian, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so. Okay. Well, is there anything that you feel that you have not conquered as yet? Is there yet another occupation that you feel that you should have gone into or would like to? Or do you feel fulfilled at this point? You know, it's, it's a very good question, Louis. Thank you. Yes. And uh, while I have recognized that I have some strong points, 
that, that led me to the kind of work that I did in the past and currently, I sometimes wonder if I have other resources within me that would enable me to conquer another, uh, to expand my horizon. Right, know, right. To go into other types of things, whether it be business, whether it's helping people. No, I don't know. But I struggle with that because although I have the mental energy and the desire to do to do a lot more than I've done, right. and I realize that I'm getting older and that's what stops me to even... But you know the old adage, it's never too late, and it isn't. Uh What would would that have been? Do you have any idea what you thought you might want to be or go into? Have you thought about that? I don't know. When I was younger, I thought maybe I would want to be an attorney. Okay. Um, But I never pursued the study to be an attorney. Right. My my current abilities and strengths are uh, the ability to to bring people together. You know, I've always excelled in uh, positions of uh, Mm -hmm. supervision and you know leading a group. So, so you are in effect. You are you the matriarch of the family? Sort of. Mm -hmm. Yes, I guess because I'm the oldest, right? Yeah. Then you then you automatically become the matriarch, <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately, yeah. any way you look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, right now I'm doing real estate. I probably will continue to do this. Uh, I like I said, facing the fact that time goes by, and I mean, I don't believe that one should be limited by age. That's right, that's right. Well said. Uh, it's a concern, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to stick with this, which is what I'm involved in, and I don't branch out to seek other, other opportunities. Mm-hmm. I sometimes want to be part of more, you know. Sometimes on, um, on the Internet you see invitation to become a board member. Yes. So maybe I'll branch into that, but mm-hmm. I will also keep my real estate business going. Good. It sounds like a good plan. It really does. Well, if you were to advise an immigrant who came to the United States and is feeling they haven't accomplished anything, are are there any words that you can say to them? You're an example, a very good example, but what would you say to a person like that? I came yes. to America, I still believe that uh, the USA is the land of opportunity right. for everyone, for as long as a person can, you know, to commit right. their energies, something that they're interested in, they can explore opportunities in their fields, in their interests. Mm-hmm. And if they were discouraged, I would say not to give up, and to, to really really know the work and do the work because they will succeed. They will succeed right. in America. Right. Even if you, you know, if someone pulls the blanket from under you, mm-hmm. like in these days where the interest rates are going up and, uh, you know, the credit cards, the rates are higher and everything, where 
you have a plan, a financial plan, and then it's destroyed by what's going on. You still have to have the faith in yourself that you can make it, and you will. And you will do it because this is the USA. Right, right. Those are, those are, those. I would say don't give up, keep going. Right. <laughs> right. Stick to the plan. And, and, and stick to the plan, and you can do it. And don't be afraid of hard work. Because Italians oh, are known. That's the only thing that uh, leads you to success. Mm-hmm. I mean, Italian, is hard work. Italians have a very uh, great work and, ethic. They're known for and that. And also learning, you know? Yes. It's not, just, it's, not imp- it's important to do hard work, but right. not to put your head down. You have to always lift your head for other things to look uh, forward to, you know? Yes, so yes. you have to work hard, but also educate yourself. In the field that you're in, continue to study and look for, not just the immediate, but what else could be done. Explore all the aspects so that you can reach the truth. Right. Of what's the highest, you know, that you reach what you need to learn in order to really do well in the field. Mm-hmm. Very good advice, Angela. Hard work and studying is very important. Right. It, it, you can't do it without hard work, that's for sure. And uh, today, well, it's a different world, I know. But if uh, they take that advice, and nothing, they will succeed. And I have to say, it's, it's been rewarding and a pleasure talking to you this afternoon. And I want to also repeat that the name of your office is Urgo, U-R-G-O. Inc. Yeah, Urgo Realty Incorporated. And we can also find you on Facebook, is that correct? Yes, I have a Facebook page which is called Queens County Real Estate Urgo Realty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you are. And also my website, www.urgorealty.com. Okay, I hope everyone got that. And if you're fortunate enough, you'll get to meet Angela. And um, she will guide you, to guide you to the right place. You can be assured of that. She has a tremendous work ethic, and what's so important, she cares about people. So, Angela, it's been an absolute delight because I consider you a real success story. Um, Really. People can certainly look up to you. So, Angela, don't, don't hang up, okay? I'm going to end the program now, and I'm going to say I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. And as I always say every week, I'm wishing everyone out there tante belle cose e ciao.